that's it's it's a good thing it's it's a good thing to be surrounded by people who are very fit people who are very fit and very friendly um, are going to drag you forward um basically yeah if you're the fittest person in the room you're in the wrong room if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room so i think um the lesson uh, on my my story kind of talking to jen i think is that if you were true like truly trying to get better you would seek out more opportunities where um you know you're kind not of in that uncomfortable yes uncomfortable and exactly. maybe your ego takes a bit of a hit yes yeah discomfort um, is the price of, of admission to a meaningful life hello everyone and welcome to the stronger healthier happier podcast we are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together we believe that by paying close attention to our mindset movement sleep stress nutrition and network that we can create the life we were intended to live here is to a stronger healthier happier you Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are back, and we are on episode 15. And only a day behind schedule. This is pretty amazing. We're getting back on track. Only one day behind? Yeah. Nice. Our life is kind of on track now. <laughs> well, um, our podcasting is kind of on yes. track. <laughs> yeah, back with episode 15, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been loving, um, love the feedback. Um Every time somebody says something about the podcast, I always come home and say, Jen, somebody else listened. We have, <laughs> we have listeners. I feel like uh, every time somebody says something, it just makes me feel like what we're doing here is um, good and fun. And um, we're not just talking to each other at our own kitchen table that people are out there listening. So again, guys, we, uh, we really do appreciate it. And um, yeah, this kind of episode is going to be based around um, some listener questions, which is always fun. Yeah. Uh, we maybe sound a little raspier than usual. We, uh, we took on quite the workout today at the gym. It was call, call, called Girls Rule, um, three bench CrossFit benchmarks lumped together. And it was quite the grind. So I'm clearing my throat every three seconds. Yeah, it was Isabel, <laughs> then Karen, then Grace. Um, so 30 power snatches, then 150 wall balls and then 30 cleaning jerks to finish up. I haven't done a workout. Um, I haven't felt like that in a while during a workout. So that was definitely a heavy hitter on a Monday. And I think, um, anybody at our gym who's listening to this right now is probably nodding in agreement that, uh, I think the legs are going to be sore for a few days. Um, yeah, definitely a good one, but yeah, we'll be, might be clearing our throat a few more times than normal. <laughs> All right, what's new, Jen? Well, I am headed to Victoria tomorrow um, for our frozen embryo transfer, uh, which is Wednesday, and I'll be back in Winnipeg Wednesday night. So it's a a twenty five hour visit to Victoria, and then I'll be home and back here Thursday with a little embryo in there that hopefully will Turns attach into and a keep baby. growing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is pretty. Pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying to wrap our heads around it. It's uh yeah, it's it's all awesome. Um we're just we think we're, we're ready. Take, and yeah, we're, we're taking it all in. <laughs> yeah. We're ready to go from one little human to two little humans. Um yeah, it's obviously exciting and we are um 
grateful and happy to be back in this position again. We are also just um, loving life, I think, with a one and a half year old. So to go back to the very beginning um, is a little bit daunting, as I'm sure some other parents can agree with us there. But um, yeah, a quick there and back to Victoria. And uh, we've had some some very interesting discussions this week in our household. There's been one sort of main topic of discussion. <laughs> well, not main topic, but it's come up a few times. We thought we'd discuss it with you guys. The main dilemma? Yeah, of the week. Um, yeah, it, was, it was started last week, though. Right. I can't believe we're talking about this on a podcast. <laughs> if we this haven't lost listeners, life. we're losing them now. Um, yeah, my... my uh, my B.O. <laughs> is a hot topic in the McMillan household. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what ha- what's happening. But I was coming home every day. I'm like, Jen, something is going wrong. Um, it's like he's blaming aliens. Like, Well, oh, for the, the record. Shirt. It must be the shirts. The shirts are something. Um, and I, I shower a lot. A lot. Um, even pre um, BO week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I generally like, you know, I'm probably a two shower a day kind of guy. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we backtracked it. Um, I think a couple weeks ago, I, I, I switched deodorants. Um, I bought, I used to, or I always, I still use now, but I, I use this, um, just this natural deodorant that I was buying from two farm kids and it was awesome. And the last time I was there, I kind of switched to a different brand and just, it was not going well. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't know it was the deodorant at the time. I couldn't figure it out though. It was really so not good. It was do? going through, it was going through two shirts and a hoodie, <laughs> yeah. like almost burned hoodies. <laughs> it was like the episode off Seinfeld. It was really bad. It was just <laughs> lingering. Um, so anyway, but yeah, if anybody, I guess, knows that you last couple of weeks, test. I apologize, but today I went no deodorant and it was better and than it was with better. It. Yeah. So I don't know what, there must've been like some weird secret ingredient that my body was not reacting well to that ramped up the BO. Um, <laughs> so I'm not even going to blame the deodorant solely, but just my armpits and that deodorant did not, <laughs> they weren't friends. <laughs> So, so needless luckily, to say, yeah. we're back to the previous deodorant, which I still have um, remnants of a stick of. Yes, yeah. but we are back on track and that's good news for everybody in our house and at the gym. Yes, exactly. And, and good to... news, good news for you. If you ever run into that problem, maybe it's just the brand. Just switch the brand. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Super excited. We have some listener questions and actually... All of these questions are from one listener. So super excited to kind of base our podcast around some of these questions that she had for us. And they're not really on any of our super six or our well, a little bit about our gym, but they're kind of just get to know Zach and Jen. Yeah. Just shooting the poop here. <laughs> um, well, we can't swear on the podcast. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I think just when I opened the email and read them, I just thought they were perfect. Um, yeah, so if anybody has questions, again, they can be on topic or off topic. But um, yeah, we just try to do our best job keeping this an informational podcast. But hopefully we get a few laughs or some um, good random info along the way. Like uh, my mouth taping and BO. And yes. It's been quite the, quite the journey of opening up to everybody. <laughs> um, all right, so... 
we're kicking off with who is your favorite Star Wars character and why? Ooh. Um, yes. If you know us, you know that Star Wars is big in this house. I was brought into the Star Wars love or the love of Star Wars. When we started dating, I agreed to watch all the movies. And yeah, now I kind of get it. It's pretty awesome. And maybe we'll have a whole podcast on that one time on there's just so much more to Star Wars. But so on a side note, sometimes when I'm asked questions, I really overthink them. So I'm pretty proud of myself because I didn't do a lot of overthinking with these. I really just went with my gut. Um, just wait till we get to the next question. But okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so first thing that came to mind was for sure Ray. Um, maybe because I'm a, a new Star Wars lover and just connected with her as a female, but she was just so brave and... <laughs> I know we're not supposed to swear, but badass. She was a badass. And I just love her, and I love wearing my hair in multiple ponytails like her. And if I could carry a staff around, I probably would. Yeah, she was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my favorite Star Wars character, this was a, this was a pressure one for me, because I want to basically go through the list and explain why, why I, it's not I this like person. Yeah. or why I like... <laughs> I feel like I could answer this with R2-D2 or Chewbacca, but um, for me, the obvious choice was um, Yoda. Yoda is just the bomb. And when Yoda reappeared in episode eight, um, although episode eight was my least favorite of the Star Wars movies, um, bringing Yoda back was a pretty sweet part. But um, So favorite Star Wars character... Uh, definitely Yoda. Why? Um, I think as I get older and older, I always loved Yoda as a kid. And as I get older and older, older, um, I love Yoda more and more. Um, if you know Star Wars, then you, you'll know why, um, when I explain my next part. And if you don't, then, um, you basically take, um, I feel like all of his character and his dialogue and, um, just, um, yeah, his purpose in the movie is just, I feel like there's so much um, of what he says that is applicable to real life. Um, so definitely people can laugh, but um, a lot of his um, lessons and um, quotes, I guess, um, they're based around, I think, being a good Jedi, which really means being a good person. Um, and his talk about the force, I think is really about having a strong mindset or, um, believing in yourself or the power of a positive attitude. Um, there's a, uh, well, there's a lot of awesome quotes in the empire strikes back when Yoda first comes in, um, to the franchise, but there is a part where, um, Luke tries to use the force to lift an X wing out of a swamp and he just, he just doesn't believe it's possible. Um, and then uh, he kind of gives up on himself. And then um, he just says, Yoda, you know, you ask the impossible. And then when he walks away, Yoda uses the force and he pulls the X-Wing out of the swamp. And Luke goes up to him and he goes, I can't believe it. And Yoda replies, and that is why you fail. Um, and I think there's just some powerful stuff um, in those movies that I just absolutely love. Um, but anyway, that is why um, Yoda is my favorite because he is my <laughs> he is my Jedi master. Um, yes, 
guiding me through this life as yes. well. Light side, dark side. Yeah. Can be very applicable to real life. We are nerding out hard on this one. <laughs> um, all right. Question number two was, <laughs> have you sorted yourselves into houses on the Harry Potter fan page? Um, if so, which ones? It, I feel as though we have, we each have a house we could live based on our attributes <laughs> and a house we want, like Harry had. What are those for you guys? So we have sorted ourselves into houses. I think I, um, I did this um, back when this email came through. I think I did it the day of, so about a month ago. Um, I did not know there was a website where you could sort yourself into houses. So that was that with was the sorting fun. hat. With the sorting hat, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I just googled Harry Potter house sorting, something like that. So if you guys want to go do it, it's um, it's pretty good. But you an- answer kind of like a bunch of random questions, I guess. And uh, that's why it was, um, Jen just did it here as well. And it was quite funny because she does overthink things sometimes. And she <laughs> opened up the test and basically started stressing like it was a final exam. Because <laughs> the first question was river or forest? And she's like, I, I don't, what do I answer? I don't even know what this means. <laughs> For what? What yeah. do they want me to do there? Um, but anyway, I, I got sorted into Gryffindor um, which is pretty sweet. It means I could be buds with, uh, Harry and Hermione and Ron. Um, yeah, the traits, what are the traits for Gryffindor? They were, uh, bravery, uh, courage, bravery. Yeah. Um, so I'll take that as a compliment. I appreciate that. They think I'm courageous and brave. Well, and I said, as I was sorting that, I was immediately taken back to grade 12 where they make you do these career tests. Basically you answer a bunch of questions they're gonna t- and it tells you what you should go into in university. And I remember asking, like answering questions like, do you like working in a lab? And at the time I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And of course I answered yes, cause I know what I wanted it to spit out at the end of it. So I was, answering these questions and in my head I also wanted to be in Harry's house I wanted to get Gryffindor (laughs) Uh, but I didn't Um, I am in fact in Hufflepuff and when I read the characteristics it does actually make a lot of sense and I I think I'm where I belong yeah I think when it comes to spiders you're more brave than me but (laughs) that is true (laughs) I usually and Hufflepuff it was take uh, them outside I don't like to kill them loyalty Patience. Yeah, I forget now. Do we still have it up there? Yeah. Trust, I think. Dedication, Dedication patience, and, and loyalty. loyalty. Right, and Gryffindor was courage, bravery, nerve, and chivalry. Yeah. What's the definition of chivalry? I don't know. Get on the googly. I'll get on the googly, but I am a Gryffindor, and Jen is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Uh, we are also big Harry Potter fans. Uh, I think we ran through the movies last year, the year before, and then I spent the next year reading all the books, and then we ran through the movies again As you while I was finishing up the books. Yeah. Um, definitely a much bigger Harry Potter fan now. I love the movies before, um, but the books are kind of next level. So, um, Moving on. All right, we um, yeah, getting next, out of Nerdville. Here we get, go. 
Yeah. Next question. What is your most memorable moment in sports competition? What did you learn? How has it shaped your approach to conditioning, competing, life? Am I going first? Yep. Um, most memorable moment in sports competition. Um, I think I have a few. Um, I was going to lead with, um, I think it'd be easy to lead with a awesome moment. Um, one of my most least awesome moments. Um, it was high school baseball provincials, um, which was definitely a big deal to us. High school baseball. I mean, we grew up playing baseball. We love baseball. High school baseball to us was like one of the greatest times in our lives. Um, it was awesome for a lot of reasons. Um, one was because my brother and I are two years apart. Um, so basically as we're growing up, we never really got to play sports together because as I, um, as he would enter, um, an age division, I'd be leaving it and that would always happen. He would become a peewee player and I would move on to Bantam. So we actually didn't get to play together, um, very much, but in high school, um, grade nine to grade 12, um, we got to play together for a few years. Um, so that was awesome. Um, so anyway, yeah, <coughs> high school baseball was a big deal. Um, when I started high school baseball in grade nine, um, we were good, but not great. Um, we kind of made provincials, but lost out right away. Um, in grade 10, we had um, kind of like a crazy year and we ended up winning provincials out of nowhere. We were like the underdogs and that was a lot of fun. So fast forward to grade 11. Grade 11, we were like the heavy favorites to win. Um, and we were, we were really good. Um, and then we ran into another really good team um, in the, um, in the finals, um, in the finals, it was against, um, Winkler high school, which is garden Valley collegiate maybe. Yeah. Anyway, it was a really, really good game. Um, and it was really close. And I remember, I think there was two outs, um, and they had two guys on, um, I was playing center field at the time. So we're, um, we're in the field and they're batting and we were, um, I think we were up, we were up in maybe one run. Um, and then a big fly ball, um, was driven into, uh, right center field. So I remember right away, I knew this was a ball I had to catch and, um, and I knew I was going to get to it. Um, it was a really long run. I just remember like full out sprint. Um, and I ran, yeah, felt like forever. I slid and the ball went in and out of my glove. It hit me in the palm and it slipped out the end. And I can just remember feeling the ball, like leaving my glove and instantly knowing what's about to happen. Cause as the ball hits the grass, um, I know, I know they're getting two runs in, um, Oh, and I just remember being so devastated. Um, I, I know thinking back now, like it was, it was a tough catch, but it was, it was normally, um, a catch that I would have made and that basically cost us the game. And, um, the next inning we couldn't get any runs. So they ended up winning and the year we were supposed to win, um, was the year we didn't win. And I felt, um, as one of the older guys and the leader on the team, it was just, a, oh, I just remember being one of the, it was one of the worst feelings I've ever had in sports. Um, and it's funny how that one really sticks out because uh, I wish I could have that, <laughs> that play back. But um, yeah, 
The reason I'm telling that story, how has it shaped my approach? I feel like everybody has a story like that. Anybody who's played sports for a long time, that was a day that was just awful. Um, it was an awful feeling. And I, um, I don't think I lost it for the team, but I basically in that moment, that's how I felt. Um, yeah, the next year we went on to win. Um, the next year we were the heavy favorites again, and we um, absolutely crushed it. I had one of the best years of baseball of my life. Um, and again, not on here to brag about my high school baseball career, but I just think um, sometimes you're just in the dumps and you um, literally and figuratively, figuratively um, things slip through your fingers and... Um, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of uh that was kind of a I don't know a very memorable moment, memorable moment. Um one I guess that I wish <laughs> which turned out better, but um yeah, I feel like sometimes we learn um we learn a lot from those moments because it uh um I think looking back now or even the next year, um I guess the lesson there is that even when it's like feels like the worst thing in the world in reality it's not and um life goes on life goes on and no one knows that story except for i'm sure my parents or me or my brother probably nobody remembers anyway so um yeah anyway that was my story well i think the first one that came to mind um was actually at a crossfit competition so it would have been in i guess 2014 ish and yeah, it was just, it was a competition in Vancouver. So it was exciting. I had traveled to go compete as an individual and it was one of the early competitions for sure. So I was still kind of new at CrossFit and competing as an individual and not, on, not in a team sport. And day of competition went by. I don't even remember where I was, I was ranked, but the, the final event hadn't been announced yet. And I remember being in the the warm-up area you know people are yawning and people are just tired and they don't really want to warm up and I just I thought no like I you know it's not over till it's over and they ended up announcing this event that had movements that I loved but also they announced that and this has never happened in any other competition that it was a winner take all final so no matter (laughs) Where you were placed, I'm not sure what gave them this idea, but no matter where you were placed going into the final, it was just winner take all. And I won. So again, not to be braggy, but the photographer at the event caught my expression the second I came down off the rings. And it was just so intense and so just, I think captures my absolute love of competing and pushing myself to the test and believing in myself that I could do it and then executing and getting it done and I mean I have tons of stories like Zach's that did not end up that way but this one in particular did end up on the happy note and it just that's good we should I like to finish (laughs) yeah it I think it's just even going into other competitions like I said I've never had a winner take all final and that is probably would never happen again yeah but even going to regionals years after that you would take a maybe a poor placing in one event and then you know on the first day and you feel like there's just no chance you can climb back 
but then, you know, you do a little bit better and a little bit better. And all of a sudden you're back in the mix. Like you really can't count yourself out. And I think that's applicable in sports, in life. You just have to believe that you can do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah it's not kind of letting, a fun memory. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, getting, it's like ride the middle, you know, don't get too high in your highs or too low in your lows. Um, I remember another, I like this story. Um, um, I remember one time Jen, Jen was in, uh, the granite games. So you can correct me. I'll tell the story, but you can correct me if I mess up some of the details, but, um, Jen was in the elite division at granite games. Am I off to a good start? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, uh, she was in the division with Sam Briggs, right? Was, did Sam correct. Briggs win that competition? I think she might've. Yeah. Are there any other games athletes in that? Mm, I forget what her name is. She had really, Brooke Ence was there. Brooke Ence, another games athlete. Yeah, I think there was a couple. Yeah, we should Stacey look it up. Tovar was there. Really? Mm-hmm. Right. So Jen was in a division um, with games athletes, which I think is super cool um, at a competition. We've been in other competitions. Uh, again, when we've been at regionals and stuff, it's been pretty cool because we've been, um, I think I was on the floor at the same time as like Brent Fakowski, which is kind of cool. But anyway, um, Jen was in, yeah, like arguably one of the best competitions at the time with um, people like Sam Briggs and Stacey Tovar. And Sam Briggs is still incredible, but she was like the best. She is was in the top three, top five in the world at this time. So um, Jen is in the elite of the elite division. And I think maybe for the first time ever or the first time in a while, Jen did not play super well. Um, I can't remember the story exactly, but I remember kind of checking on the leaderboard and seeing where Jen was and um, she was in the bottom of the pack. Am I good yeah, so far? I think either last or second last. Last or second yeah. last. Um, and I remember chatting with her after and um, I feel like I asked questions kind of like, you know, how did the, how did you feel the weekend went? And I could just kind of tell from her answers, like the, the answer, like she just wasn't feeling good um, about herself um, or wasn't feeling good about the weekend. And then I remember asking questions. I think like, okay, compared to your practice runs, how did the events go? And I feel like she said things like, well, actually they, they went better than practice. And I feel like I had a Yoda moment in, in that time. I think I, um, I remember saying, here's the thing you can either be the big fish in a small pond or the little fish in a big pond and then you have to decide which one is actually better for your improvement or your growth um and i feel like that's a yoda-esque thing to say um and actually i feel like i use that um and i remember after that i think jen um said yes master you are correct (laughs) (laughs) um no but i think our then we had a a good conversation after because i think that was a good maybe turning point for your mindset yes as far as not feeling bad about that weekend it's like well not feeling bad about myself as an athlete yes i had to change the perspective a little bit absolutely if you want to roll with the big dogs yeah you know um, the fact that i was even in that division is a little bit of a miracle yeah (laughs) um but i think a lot of times and my lesson there, I think for everybody is, um, whether it's in our gym, um, cause I see it a lot in our gym, but, um, th- this could be applicable to a lot of different situations that 
if you are truly after self-improvement, being around incredible humans is the way to do it. Um, but it sometimes is a little bit of a hit to your ego. Because when Jen doesn't do so well in that competition, it will make you feel like you are worse than you actually are. But in reality, you're probably getting, getting the best bang for your buck as far as improving or seeing where you're truly at. Um, you're really pushing yourself to the limit. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, as, as the, uh, you know, a coach and an owner um, of our gym that we see it quite a bit, um, quite a bit now that the level that our gym is at is actually, it's just insanely, insanely high. Like um, if you took an average member now, like when I opened up the gym in the first year, I mean, we had like zero members who um, were doing kipping pull-ups. We had zero members who could clean over 200 um, for a male and for females like over 125, 135. Um, we're eight years into this now. The, the level of fitness in the gym is in my opinion, like incredibly high. We're talking about average people who just go to a day job and come like, and come work out. Um, An hour, five days a week. Yes, exactly. We're not talking, we're all headed to the Olympics, but I'm saying for an average person who's not taking this, they work very hard, but they're not taking it so incredibly serious that it's interfering with their regular life. They're just showing up. Um, the base fitness is just absolutely incredible. And sometimes that can, people are defeated by that. Um, and I don't know um, how to, I guess, make it clear to everybody that that's, it's, it's a good thing. It's, it's a good thing to be surrounded by people who are very fit. People who are very fit and very friendly um, are going to drag you forward. Um, basically, yeah, if you're the fittest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I think um, the lesson uh, on my, my story, kind of talking to Jen, I think is that if you were true, like truly trying to get better, you would seek out more opportunities where, um, you know, you're kind not- Kind of in that uncomfortable. Yes, uncomfortable, And exactly. maybe your ego takes a bit of a hit. Yes. Yeah. Discomfort um, is the price of, of admission to a meaningful life. Um, that was one of my favorite quotes in the last month, um, I believe by Susan David. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that was a, a Jen's sporting moment that was memorable for me where, um, yeah, I think she took the advice well and also took, took a good positive feeling out of that weekend. Yeah, I did. Um, all right, moving on. Moving on, um, sticking with the gym and some coaching questions. What are your favorite things about being a coach? Um, yeah, I think probably we could ask all of our coaches. This would be interesting to hear. I think. What's your favorite things about being a coach? I mean, the list, the, the list yeah. could go on forever. But yes. uh, again, the first thing top if answer. I'm trying to be better at not overthinking. Overthinking. It's not the perfect answer. It's just the answer that came to my head. Um, I think is working with, with people, whether they have 
any athletic background or they've never done anything athletic in their life and, you know, kind of helping them through and getting them to see their bodies and see improvements in their skills that have nothing to do with aesthetics. It has nothing to do with the way they look, but to take pride in what they can do and what their bodies can do for them that has, yeah, nothing to do with how their clothes fit, how they look in a bathing suit, their the weight on the skin, nothing of that. It's just I don't being know, proud finding, of your body's yeah, not, capabilities. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I find it so rewarding when you just start to see that little glimmer of, you know, skills are making sense or someone moves two centimeters lower than they did last time on a push up, and they know it. They know they're getting closer to the ground. Um, someone does a skill for the first time. It's just that look in their face. It's, they're just so proud and yeah. it makes me, yeah, it really warms my heart. I love it. Yeah. Especially probably... I mean, male and female. For sure. But I think there's, um, speaking with no experience, but there's, I feel like there's more pressure on females to look a certain way and the legs to be a certain size. And, um, when you can kind of see that start to unravel for the yeah. female that those yeah. things don't matter. And, well, instead of your legs yeah. looking a certain way, I want to, see what your legs can do. Let's, yeah. let's, um, let's get to work on that squat. Um, and I guess I know that's maybe, um, easier, um, said coming from a male. So I guess a female perspective would be better, but, um, I would agree with Jen that we love seeing, um, or helping people, you know, help show people what they're truly capable of. Yeah. Um, I think I made a post about that a while ago. It was just kind of a, a thought I had one day and a lot of times my Instagram posts just come from a, my thought of the day. Um, and I, I think the quote was, um, what did I say? Uh, if you believe in yourself as much as we believe in you, you are going to do some great things. Um, and that is the honest truth. And, and a lot of people, I think, I, I think um, they, they, they might believe in themselves. It's not that everybody comes in our gym doesn't believe in themselves, but I still believe that like we believe in them even more because I think we've seen so many incredible stories. And, um, when people come in, like I, I can, um, this is again, this is going back to Yoda, but I can foresee the future and I can see the actual potential, um, of people when they get started, um, and, and, and the stuff that they're going to be able to do. You know, um, and that's why we <laughs> were like, you just, just keep coming, just keep coming and, and just listen and kind of believe in what we're doing because, um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're excited about that 70 pound back squat, but you just have no idea what's coming because, um, we've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times that people are going to continue to do things they actually didn't think was even possible. Yeah. Um, and even things that we didn't even think was possible yes like you can just never judge potential yeah. it's it's crazy i kind of hijacked your your answer and jumped on there but um my answer what are your favorite things about being a coach um i think my number one favorite again kind of the first thing that came to my head was um 
this is especially um, specific to, I guess, my position at a coach at our gym um, is that um, I absolutely love the people. And I know that's cliche, but I love building new relationships um, and I love fostering current relationships. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, and I'm not bragging about my friend count. It's just that, um, I know well over 200 people at our gym and I feel like, um, I'm working hard, but building, um, great relationships with hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, and it's just been, yeah, I just, I just absolutely love it. Um, I love the people that I get to work with every day and, um, yeah, basically every day I get to go to work, I get to see the greatest people in the world and I get to work with my best friends, um, we and, see, and I coach mean, my best friends. And yeah, we see a lot of people more than they see like sisters and brothers and uncles and aunts and maybe their moms. And you know what I mean? We just, we're a part of their life. And I think that's really special. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And, um, yeah, and I, I love meeting people with, um, certain passions, um, or hobbies or, yeah, things are really into, um, a, it's fun when I'm into those things. Um, you know, I get to chat with Jared at the gym quite a bit. And, um, if we ever need to do a podcast on Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars or comic book characters, he is the go-to guy. Um, so that's always fun when you have someone, uh, that you kind of get to go to class with, with similar interests. But I just, I also love chatting with people with, um, hobbies or yeah things that they're doing that I've just never even um considered we've you know we've had members with pet tarantulas and I just mm -hmm. I think I asked a million questions I thought that was so cool um yeah people with just businesses side, side businesses, businesses uh, members who are beekeepers and just it's just um yeah it's always just a lot of fun um and I love yeah I love chit-chatting with people um are we on the last question we are okay what attributes make the best RCF member? Um, that's a simple answer and we'll, we'll elaborate a bit, but um, the attributes that make the best member are our core values, which are resilient, coachable, and friendly. RCF, resilient, coachable, friendly. Um, we've been working on those core values since um, like the end of- 2019? End of 2019. Yeah. Um, so kind of the story story on those was um, I went to Boston, I went to CrossFit New England, and one of the key things, key takeaways from that weekend, um, uh, it was all about kind of how to improve your ability to run your affiliate or to run your gym. Um, and one of the big takeaways was uh, your gym should have a vision, your gym should have a mission statement um, and core values, core values that um, are important to you and um I guess basically that you think make the perfect member for your gym. So that was a, um, a fun project for us. And it took way, way, way longer than we thought. Um, and part of the problem was, um, um, there's this really good book, um, really good book that I enjoyed called the ideal team player by Patrick Lencioni. Um, and it's all about, <laughs> the ideal team player and the core values for an ideal team player are humble, hungry, people smart. Um, 
And when you read the book, it makes so much sense on when you have somebody who is humble, hungry, and people smart, they make an incredible team player. Um, CrossFit New England's core values are humble, hungry, happy. So they kind of adopted from that book a bit. <laughs> so I love those and I love the book. Mm-hmm. And once you have a good idea in your head, like it took us months to not, we wanted, we just wanted to steal them, to be honest. And I almost, I still don't really don't care if, if a, another gym took them. It makes sense because they're so good. Yeah. Um, but we worked really hard <laughs> to not just, we thought, let's just try to go blank canvas and just, you know, if we never read the book or if I never went to CrossFit New England, what would be our core values? Um, and when and, we started with, you know, all of our, and then we started asking, with humble, hungry, happy. We couldn't, <laughs> we still couldn't get them out of our head. <laughs> then we asked all of our coaches to, we just started coming up with statements, ideas, you know, then we grouped them all together. Any attributes, characteristics, yeah. traits, they would kind of, we just wrote them on a big board and then, yeah. And then we kind of took from there and started lumping them together. And meetings and meetings later, we kind of evolved into resilient, coachable, and friendly. Yeah. And I think they're pretty self-explanatory, but. Um, yeah. And I, I think the idea is when, when, when somebody nails all three, um, you basically, again, it's, it's from, you know, from the book, but a, a triple Venn diagram, right? Triple Venn diagram, um, resilient, coachable, friendly. So when someone is sitting in the middle um, of those traits, they are an incredible human to be around. Yeah. Um, and it's in his book, an, an employee or a team member who's humble, hungry, people smart. It's kind of the same idea. Um, and we kind of started looking at, you know, we picked out some incredible people that we know. And we started thinking like, why, what is it about this person that we like so much? And I think the first word was they're friendly. Friendly means that they're, they're outgoing, they're happy, they're, they chat with new people, they chat with their friends, they're just a friendly person. Um, every day they come into the gym, they're a joy to be around. Um, I've said that before, friendly, you cannot just not be a jerk and you're, you're friendly, that's not how it, how it works. You gotta be um, far, far, far away from being a jerk. Yes. Um, you need to be able to connect with people, you need to be able to radiate positivity um, celebrate well, yeah, other people's when awesomeness. Someone needs maybe a comment or two or yeah. a hello. Yeah. So I think the friendly kind of came first. Um, and then, um, yeah, the second one was we always drive super well with people who are coachable. We really like the word coachable. So we were at coachable and friendly. And um, when we use the word coachable, maybe that's obvious but it's basically a person that our coaches love to coach. And then we tried to figure out, okay, so why do we love coaching that person? Um, and I remember just thinking of things like, they just always listen and take our advice. Um, they embrace our feedback. Um, they want, like they're striving to get better. Yes. They're humble. Yes, humble, yeah, humble for us fell under coachable because um, we think humility is just, yeah, basically to be an awesome person or awesome member, um, you definitely need to have humility and not a big ego. Um, so yeah, anybody who is really coachable in our gym, it makes it a really easy um, 
you know, athlete coach interaction relationship. It, it just, it's just so easy to have that person in class because they, they're listening, they're watching, you know, we tell them to do something, they go and do it. Um, they push themselves, but they are always mindful of their technique. Um, they kind of, yeah, they just, I think take everything that we're trying to put out there. Um, so basically when someone is really coachable and friendly, um, that was a, that was a great start for us. Mm-hmm. You want to go on to the third one? Yeah. And then we kind of moved on to resilience and I think just the idea of the, the mindset, um, we talk about it in the super six and well, I mean, we talk about it on here a lot with, and the newsletters about just confidence and mindset. And I think resilient is, is, is really whether you, you just look at working out on its own. So you come to the gym, you know, we are, whether you're, you know, day one or seven or eight years in, like we're, we're moving barbells around, we're putting weights over our head. I am going to guess that somewhere along the line, there's going to be a small setback because we're not on seated, like recumbent bikes as you know what I mean? We're, or just in life in general. Yeah. It's not even just setbacks in our there's gym. There's just so many movements we do. This is just an example, but there there's going to be a small setback. And so when we think about that resilience that the person doesn't let it Crum- com- crumble their whole yeah. world. Yes, exactly. That they can, they can accept it and they're kind of ready to move forward and move past it. I think it's just... Yeah, we love the line expect adversity and expect to overcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, we, we landed on a resilient because we said, okay, so we got, we got two core values. We got coachable friendly. Um, but now we kind of made up a hypothetical mm-hmm. person. Let's just say they're really friendly and really coachable. Um, but they just kind of float along. They don't work that hard. And then, uh, their shoelace breaks and they're just, they just quit the gym. Right. We're just like where, we found resilient was like the final touch on that person where, um, cause of course we want people to be friendly and coachable, but the reality is we're, we want people who are resilient, but also people who are moving towards resiliency. So to be clear here, if you're not a member, you're thinking, well, I'm not resilient, so I can't join the gym. That's certainly not the case. We're trying to no. make people, we're trying to help people become resilient. Coachable, become coachable, friendly. become friendly. Mm-hmm. You may ha- maybe have those attributes already, but we also think our environment promotes, promotes those. Um, and resiliency, I feel like every time I, you know, it's like every couple of weeks I'm reading a, um, you know, like the next book that I want to read and that word keeps coming up and it keeps coming up. And um, I think it just really fits. Um, like Jen said, what we're trying to do um, besides just working out, but the mindset um, the never quit attitude, um, you know, I'm here for the long haul because this is where I want to be. And I know there's going to be adversity and there's going to be adversity inside the gym and outside the gym. Mm -hmm. I know that stuff's coming. I'm ready to fight through it. I'm ready to put myself first and keep going. Yeah. And when you combo resiliency with someone who is, um, coachable, basically that person has a killer mindset. They also have a growth mindset. They're willing to listen. They're they're They embrace feedback. They're humble. Um, and then you layer on 
They're just an extremely awesome person to be around. They're friendly. We think um, that makes the ultimate human um, and essentially the, the, the perfect member or the perfect friend or the perfect coworker, coworker, employee, yeah. resilient, coachable, friendly. Um, yeah, we definitely love those three traits. And um, I think we are continuing. I'm trying to be more and more friendly every day, every week, every month, mm-hmm. every year. Um, trying to increase my ability to connect with people and um, trying to get better at taking feedback from absolutely your husband. <laughs> um, He's coaching. Yeah, we are both trying to improve our coachability, um, you know, embracing feedback and um, acknowledging our strengths and weaknesses so that we can continue to improve, which is essentially what being coachable is, is you always really want to improve. Um, Yeah. And then resiliency, I think, is just the big one because I think we've all been through a lot and we've been through a lot of personal stuff and a lot of business stuff. And this year has been crazy. So um, I feel like resiliency should should hit home with a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed those. It was super fun answering these questions today. And we will be back in two weeks. Yeah, and we will have some um, some updates. We are an open book and will always be an open book. Um, I think even more open now that we have this um this podcast um to keep chatting with you guys but um yeah we are always always here to listen (laughs) like i said my my cell number is on the website um you can text anytime i generally don't tech check my phone after 8 p.m or before 8 a.m so i don't reply right away don't sweat it um but yeah you can definitely text anytime and i will i will reply when i'm um on my phone so Anytime works. Um, our emails there, guys, and um, we're always there to chat in person as well. So um, we're always here to listen, and um, yeah, hopefully we have some good updates in a couple weeks. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Have a good night. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat, for allowing us to use their music. Until next time. Let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are.